All right, all right, all right. Welcome in. This is Toilets to Titles. This is episode number 169. A lot of them. Yeah, there's been a lot of them. And and I just got an alert from my guy, Andrew Campy. Shout out to Nino Brown. We've been posting a lot of shorts. Well, I say we, he has been posting a lot of shorts, but a lot of those shorts have came from one guest who's currently sitting in the booth right now. Another guest is going to be coming on when they were at the combine. That's Dennis. And we got Jared coming on in a little bit. I'll introduce them, but they were, they were uh, interviewing players at the combine, asking questions when the, when the players were at the podiums and they got those questions over to Nino. Nino posted them on YouTube and we went over 75,000 views today on YouTube. So that's a, a big, a big step for us. But anyway, there's been a lot of episodes. I've been joined by a lot of great guests co-host and this evening to talk free agency which has been absolutely phenomenal i am joined by my co-host mr moon at ff underscore moon vibes on the twitter moon what's cooking everything right now in the kitchen it's yeah. cooking with hot grease right now you know what time it is coach it's free agency yeah. time a lot of things is happening at a very fast pace right now so that's how that's how i'm feeling um overall i'm happy for another tuesday that we get a chance to sit down i get a chance to talk talk like, on the game with you and we got a special guest do you see the guy right there man this <laughs> i've been is... waiting to get on an episode with with now this is longest. d-now man at d-now underscore t2t he is Toilets to Titles, free agency master. This dude has been working with Nino, you know, compiling a list of every single sign in, every single rumor. We have a gilded chat. We have like two kind of uh, tiers of our gilded chat. We have the title tribe, like fans, friends of the show. You know, we kind of just talk. We got Frankenstein in there. We got mock drafts in there. And then we have like the team, Toilets to Titles. We have that section of the gilded chat. And we have a free agency channel because Dennis – Joe and George have been going live since Sunday. And then uh, so it was Sunday at 8 p.m., Monday at 8 p.m. Tonight, Dennis is joining us. And then it's going to be 8 p.m. for the rest of the week. And Dennis has been going hammer updating this free agency content. So Dennis has been has been kind enough to bless us with this time this evening. D-Now, Detroit Lions fan. How are we doing, Dennis? Uh, pretty good, especially uh, if this Rogers thing goes the way I hope it goes. Uh, I'll be a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. So you think so? I mean, we are assuming that all signs are pointing towards Rodgers going. And and if it was any other player other than Aaron Rodgers, I'd book it like take it to oh, the yeah. bank. But There's just something about this dude. It is so hard for me to trust anything that I, I won't trust it. You know, and the Packers, we'll talk about this. Well, not the Packers, I'm sorry. The Jets signed Alan Lazard. Supposedly, Rodgers had wish, wish lists like, hey, I need this, that, the other thing done in order for me to come there. The Jets are upholding his wishes, and they're trying to push this through, but I still won't trust it until I see him in New York holding up a jersey, shaking it's, the it's coach's right, hand. Coach. Right, Moon? Go ahead. <laughs> it's, only, it's only right. Like, I think we've, we've all kind of started leaning to the way of New York. As he started to give these cryptic signs, and he's been in ghost mode, incognito. Right? That's his new name, in my in my opinion, incognito Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> not only does he not show up in the off season, but he doesn't show up at the end of the season. So, with this happening, I think New York presents an opportunity for him to redeem him to redeem himself, and I think he knows that. But Aaron Rodgers, just like the rest of the great ones, 
they they love they love drama they love they're like i compare aaron Rodgers to like one of the great actors like this is his stage so he's going to make make it about him you know and for for me i just sit back and watch take notes and just observe and have my popcorn like michael jackson in the gift <laughs> i'm like i'm soaking it all up as much as i can and i just think that if you're a fan of new york I know you're probably on the fence or whatever, but it's probably still, uh, you know, better than what Zach Wilson was last year. So I, I got to at least be hopeful. Man, you ever seen The Sword and Stone uh, on Disney, like an old Disney movie, The Sword and Stone? Uh, Aaron Rodgers reminds me of Merlin. Like, that's how <laughs> I imagine, you know, like, that's how I imagine him. And, and Zach Wilson is going to be Artie, like little King Arthur, like, they're trying to learn from from Mer old Merlin himself, like just the, the the wild antics. That's what I feel like Aaron Rodgers is up to in the offseason. I see Nate in here. Uh, Nate is a Packers fan, and we're, we're hoping that, you know, Jordan Love works out. Maybe we were talking before the show, maybe Elijah Moore makes his way over to Green Bay in this deal because if, if Rodgers really wants Randall Cobb and he really wants him in the slot, there's a chance that they won't need Elijah Moore and maybe they'll ship him out of town. So maybe he'll go there. and That would be a big help. With Jordan Love, with Christian Watson, with Romeo Dubs. But Nate mentioned my my Udi. I, I guess he's saying that's a no, nudie. So I, I don't know what that means. Yeah. But this is just a, a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, I'm sorry, without a hoodie. So I don't know what a, a nudie is. But um, this is from Homage, by the way. Homage is a sponsor of ours. If you go to toiletstotitles.com, I don't know if it's a sponsor or it's affiliate. You go to toiletstotitles.com, you click their link. They got tons of sweet gear. I have a... NFL Jam t-shirt. It looks like the old NBA Jam like rosters when you pick the rosters and it's Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons and it has like their speed, their strength and, and all that cool stuff. So go check out Homage. Shout out to Homage. Also shout out to Jared Gray. He is our master of IDP. He's going to be coming on the show after Dennis talks offensive skills. Excited for, for, so, for both of the guests tonight. Coach. Yeah, man. So Moon, I'm passing it to you, man. We got some other things to discuss. Oh, yeah. Make sure you hit that like and make sure you hit that subscribe button. We are currently at 946 subs for the channel. And why do you want to sub? Because we're giving you high quality content at a at a high quality pace and making sure that not only you're covered from just one angle, but got you covered from many angles with the team of Toilets to Titles. Got you. So hit that subscribe button, not only, uh, and also hit that like. It also helps us with getting more exposure to the channel and everything that comes with that. Uh, make sure you subscribe to CFB Nation. KT's are in the channel. Shout out to him. Uh, D now, CFB Nation. <laughs> He's about to be dropping his show very, very soon. The Hawks Nest. There's a lot of things happening on the CFB Nation account as well. You should check it out. Just type in your search bar at DCFB Nation. Throw us a like on Apple's podcast in an iTunes review. And make sure you check us out at toiletstotitles.com. That's toiletstotitles.com. And coach, let them know about the community that they can be a part of on the big G up there and not talking about the Packers. Yeah, yeah. Well, you want to check out our Gilded Chat, man. Our Gilded Chat. So George, he ran Mock Draft Lavatory last season. It was on Monday nights. We're going to be doing that again live on air. Dude would fill like six mock drafts on Sleeper, and then he'd be recording an episode, breaking them all down as they're going live. So we're already starting the Mock Draft Lavatory, but instead of doing it live, because it's 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 the offseason, still early offseason, we're doing them in our chat. So we're going to have Sleeper links. You're going to join that. 
but we're also going to be able to communicate and talk throughout the mock. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're next month is so after the draft, we start getting into our Frankenstein month where we're starting to plan out our Frankenstein listener league. So we have a thread for that in the gilded chat. We're going to be discussing all our rules. And uh, if you're, if you're not familiar with that, go to our YouTube channel, search Frankenstein under titles and watch the latest episode on that from, from last year. And you'll kind of get a good idea of what's going on, but it's pretty bananas this year. We're going to change a lot of things. We're going to add a lot of playable cards. My guy, Justin, by the way, he's been working on his exams, working on his schooling. He's coming back soon. And uh, he's going to be coming back just in time to try to rein me in. Because once I get going on Frankenstein, man, the rules get crazy. So he's going to try to rein me in. But we have 12 playable cards, one playable card per division. I'm sorry, one playable card per team in each division. And this year we're thinking about upping it to like 30 or so. So, you know, each division is going to have a different set of playable cards. But it's going to be bananas. But Moon, there's some offensive skill position players that are moving, not moving. Their value is going up. Their value is going down. And who's the first player? Who, uh, he ain't moving right now. He Nothing's moving when it comes to him. So who is that? My bad, Coach. It was going out on me. Can you repeat that? I'm just talking about Lamar Jackson. I was talking about moves, but this this is something that doesn't seem to be moving. So I want to talk about Lamar Jackson. Him and Adam Schiff had a little bit of a back and forth today. So what was that all about? So the pretty much everybody's assumption has been that Lamar is seeking this – deal essentially in the range of five years to 200 plus million 230 million similar to what Deshaun Watson received uh, last year for the Cleveland Brown Cleveland Browns with everything that went on with that now this him ended up happening today where well the franchise tag happened recently, and they the Ravens gave him non-exclusive franchise tag um, that was worth $32.416 million. And there was questions surrounding him, whether he will play, whether he will sit out. We had all of the trade controversy or lack thereof, I should say, um, with teams saying that they were out on Lamar Jackson and didn't want to trade for him. Um, they There was a lot of just whirlwind around this, but there was nothing that was spoken from Lamar Jackson's camp. People were saying that he needs an agent. They <laughs> they were coming out saying that he, he like really needs an agent himself. I even advocated and said, hey, maybe get David Mulligetta Mula, uh, because that's the same agent that orchestrated the Deshaun Watson deal uh, just last year. Now, today it came out and it was reportedly by the Baltimore Beatdown at be more beat down on Twitter verified account <laughs> Schefter Adam that is also another verified account <laughs> Lamar Jackson turned down 200 million guaranteed deal back in September per the Baltimore beatdown.com Lamar responded back with that with a gif the gif for the people that you know <laughs> with Basically, I just did the face. <laughs> He's responded back and said, 133 for three years fully guaranteed with the side eye emoji. <laughs> but I need an agent with the laughing emoji and the hand over its face emoji. In, in, uh, in situation. That's what we have popping off just today on Twitter. And to me, I set the stage for you. Uh, so y'all can go ahead and react. Man, I mean, 
I'm just waiting to to see what the hell happens. I don't know why. I mean, there's got to be teams out there. I mean, this has been touched on. This is a topic that's been touched on. So I don't think we need to touch on this too heavily because right now it just seems like it's in concrete. But there's definitely teams like Washington. If I'm the Washington Commanders, I'm going out and I'm getting this guy. Like, hands down, this guy will put us over the top. With that defense, after signing Deron Payne and locking him up, I think it'd be solid if he was over there in Washington. But really, this is going to be wait and see. I don't see this playing out anytime soon. But there are a few running backs, Dennis. Why don't you tell us about some running backs that you think will actually be playing on the franchise tag this season? Yep. So right off the bat, we got um, Saquon Barkley, who was the non-exclusive tag for, uh, I believe it was – 11 million dollars um and then we have tony pollard for your cowboys um was franchise tagged as well as uh jacobs for the raiders who was franchise tagged um i think barkley solid pickup he'll help develop the continue the development of uh as george calls him uh danny dollars um and i've hit with you um with how the cowboys uh, run their offense. I think Zeke is running on E, so it was important for them to bring back Pollard. Um, I believe he's more versatile in their offense. And with Jacobs, I think it was just important because they literally have no one behind him to run the ball for him. So, um, and then all three are kind of in that position where they're they can win now. So it was important for them to bring him back instead of let them walk and start the rebuild. Yeah. If I'm playing fantasy, if I'm playing redraft, I want the three of these guys on my roster. These are all top 10 running backs going into the 2023 redraft season in dynasty. If I win now, Pollard too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Him is your top 10 next year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hands down. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with Tyron Smith back, Tyler Smith moving into left guard. I think Zeke's on his way out. Tony Pollard had career highs in rushing yards, rushing attempts, rushing touchdowns, receiving yards. And the Cowboys only, and with Mike McCarthy now taking over, the 20% of the offense that he says he wants to change. So, so people, there were a lot of blurbs that people took out of Mike McCarthy talking about Kellen Moore. And they didn't, they were kind of taken out of context. He really enjoyed what Kellen Moore did. He said he only disagreed with him 10 to 20% of the time. And the disagreements mostly came down with times where he just felt like they needed to run the football. I, I think Pollard, if you're franchise tagging a moon, I think the Cowboys are going to do what they did with Dalton Schultz. They franchised Dalton Schultz. They drafted two tight ends. They brought in an unrestricted or not an unrestricted. I'm sorry, undrafted free agent, Peyton Hendershot. And then they planned on running Schultz into the ground or replacing him. I think the Cowboys are going to run Pollard into the ground, draft a running back. I'm hoping Israel Bonaconda, and then they're going to let Pollard go after this year. So they have no reason. Like, they're taking the training wheels off, in my opinion. But how do you see it, Moon? I mean, I've been the one advocating that it's not Ezekiel Elliott. It's not Ezekiel Elliott or Tony Pollard. It's Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. And I think that the Cowboys' offense was better overall when they get both of them involved because – I, I'm I'm more I'm more of the type. My cup of tea is use Tony Pollard out in space, whether that is on kick returns, point returns, whatever you need to do, special teams. That's already checked. You got him using on jet screens, uh, jet sweeps, bubble screens, whatever you need. You can run him on stretch plays, whatever your case. If you want to use power, now that you got the big guys back, some or well, some of them, it, you could use that. But 
I'm using where Zeke do you think more Pollard so between the tackles. last year in fantasy? Uh, where backs. do I think I have yeah. to look at the, the notes he finished like off seventh. the top of my head? He was RB7. Seven. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's given he was splitting the workload. So, yeah, I wanted to know how y'all felt about it. Me personally, I'll let you know what my rankings are whenever they drop. <laughs> so, yeah. And when, when he, we might be seeing those on toilettetitles.com very soon. So, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I, the future for Zeke in Dallas looks like it's kind of inevitable. It feels like that way, been like it's been that way for a while. However, for for Tony Pollard, I'm still looking for another running back. Not not because I feel like he he's not going to be you're not going to be able to have just one guy carrying the load. No. And that's not how the NFL is moving or pressing forward towards this year. And with these running backs getting the free agency franchise tag, uh non-exclusives, so it's like it, it puts them in a situation where I would I would do that. I would put a player on the tag if I know that I'm a team that's in a win, essentially in a win now window. I was in the playoffs last year for the Cowboys case with Tony Pollard, right? Right. Yeah. Injury aside, we had a good season. Talk about Saquon. Saquon, they gave Saquon so many opportunities last year to be successful just for uh, Brian DeBall being there. So I'm I'm looking at it from. Glass half full, glass half empty, right. but just well, well this, happy is that we have, this is we fantasy. This is fantasy football it. we're talking about. So, I'm taking Saquon number one. I, yeah, I, I'm so, over over the rest of the two. Yeah, especially in redraft. In in, in redraft, if it's one year, I want right. I want these guys. If I could get two of these guys, because because again, these teams are knowing that they aren't committed to them long term. So they're all they're caring about is winning right now. And right. I think and all we Giants, care the, about is winning right now in this one year. Yeah. And because these teams, these because these players stayed in their exact systems and they didn't change schemes, it makes it easier for us to kind of predict moving forward to the future. We know that Brian DeBall gave Saquon Barkley the ball 30 plus times game. Mm-hmm. Like it gave him opportunities galore in fantasy. And that looks great on our side. So we just right. got to continue to trust that type of stuff. And I got to like be against myself coach sometimes and be yeah. able to trust that too with Tony Pollard. Right. Well, so now when it comes to dynasty, if I can win now and keeping these guys, but if I'm in a rebuild, I am either waiting till the season starts and somebody who is a contender loses a running back and I'm shipping one of these guys off for picks or I'm selling them now when the buzz is high. Because if I'm if I'm in rebuild mode, I'm not I'm not waiting around until next year to see what happens to these guys. I'm not. You know, Jacobs, he's only 25. But Saquon and Pollard are going to be 27 after this season. And I know Saquon's a freak. So he might be able to last a little bit longer after 27. But I don't know how, how long Pollard will do. Because Pollard, he had career highs, but he just topped 1,000 yards. And that's in a 17-game season. So let's see how he handles 1,200 yards. Let's see how he handles 1,300 yards. Because I think he's going to be coming somewhere near that. So, Dennis, we got a quarterback sign-in. So we talked about Josh Jacobs. We got a former Raider going to the Saints. So let's discuss that. Yep. So that is Derek Carr. He signed a four-year, $150 million deal with the Saints. Yeah, I think so. Chris Olave. I mean, what do you think about Chris Olave last year and now coming into the season, you know, as a fantasy asset, where Mm -hmm. do you think he'll kind of end up? Because I I think at least he's he's a a mid to high end 
wide receiver two, in my opinion, before, right now. Before I answer, Coach, what um where did you have Olave at last year when he was coming out? Like as far as that 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 class of uh, wide receivers, where where was Olave at for you? I had him after Wilson. I, I have to see it in front of my eyes. I know I had him before Pickens, and I love Pickens. You had him before. Um, you had him be over uh, London. Burks. I had him over. No, I, L- London was number one for me. I had mm-hmm. London, Garrett Wilson, Olave, Burks, mm-hmm. and I think I might even have Pickett above Burks. But I'm sorry, not Pickett, Pickens. I got. I'll, I'll look mine up. So you you discuss Derek Carr. I'll look up my rankings from last year. I'll give them to you shortly. Okay. Well, coming into the season, there was a lot of hype about um, Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas being back healthy and the <laughs> just what could be if their Saints offense is clicking at all cylinders, whether they had Alvin Kamara, they had Chris Olave, Mike Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Trotman, or what, or what was Trotman. And then it's some of the tight ends, including Taysom Hill and Swiss Army Knife, you know. I give him his credit. You got Ingram, whatever. So when you look at that, I look at um, I thought the pecking order was going to be Thomas Olave Landry, but ended up being, in my opinion, Olave Landry Thomas. So then I'm looking at them having a new head coach, first year under Dennis Allen. Um, the return of Michael uh, Thomas was very short lived. The addition of Jarvis Landry had his moments. When I look at Olave coming out of high, uh, coming out of uh, college at Ohio State, I'm looking at his production in his um, last season, and he had 11 games, 65 receptions, 936 yards, 13 touchdowns. Um, but he and Garrett Wilson even would say that the guy that's coming out in this year's draft is probably better than both of them. <laughs> so I looked at it and I said, hey. His his outlook for 2022 is is very promising in my eyes, and I feel like he lived up to the hype. I feel like Chris Olave lived up to the hype, He's and he 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 really is a dude. He came in and he, he had a lot of uh, scary shots early in the season, um, just just with like concussions and things like that, where it was just like him getting used to the game speed. But his route running, his excellent speed, his ability to know how to move out of space, his sure hands. Like I'm looking at it, and I'm like, yo, if I if I'm going into next season and I need a wide receiver one that just had 72 receptions, I'll put up a thousand yards, only have four touchdowns, only have four, and I was playing with Andy Dalton. If I'm having Derek Carr in the mix, I want I want more of Chris Olave this year. Yeah. Not that I feel like it's more of a people some some. Some people are saying that there's not really that big of a jump between Andy Dalton and Derek Carr. But I, in my opinion, think that that is. <laughs> I think it is. Just from an overall signal caller perspective um, and somebody that can be able to push the ball down the field even more than Andy could. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I love that look for, for Chris Olave. There were so many times when Chris Olave caught a ball last year and no one was around him. Like he would just, man. man, man, just find space. He like it is so hard to stay with him in coverage and quarterbacks. That's quarterback friendly. You you want to talk about quarterback friendly? Give him a gigantic passing window, and there seem to be a lot of gigantic passing windows around Chris Olave. I know we touched on Aaron Rodgers earlier. We're thinking he's going to the Jets. We're waiting on it. I think it's going to be an uptick to Garrett Wilson. That that was Chris Olave's college teammate. Garrett Wilson is a dude. Absolute stud. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going to happen with Elijah Moore. We know they got Alan Lazard there. 
But I want to touch on the other side of it. Jordan Love, he will be the quarterback mm. one in Green Bay. Who is the wide receiver one in Green Bay? Is it Dubs or is it Christian Watson? <laughs> that is a hard question, Coach, because last year I had Sammy Watkins being my number one wide receiver, but health didn't have that be that case. And you saw, like, when he did have his one shining moment, like, he went crazy in that game. Oh, that was early, early in the season. But that was because I was like, hey, Aaron Rodgers loves veterans. Aaron Rodgers love guys. He will he will take production over potential in the situation because he wants to be able to trust you. Can you be where you need to be when you break off at this route at seven yards coming off of a slant when I need you to be there? Like that trust and dependency. So that's why I say Sam. Heading into this year with no Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love's number one wide receiver. I want to say dudes so bad, but I just think that they found out how to use Christian Watson later in the season, and I just think that that can't be ignored. So I feel like he he just has like I I'm gonna pick Watson. Right. Well, well, Jared, he's in the green room right now, getting ready for IDP content, and he's saying Love and Dubs they got chemistry, and I think I think Dubs is more of a possession guy. I think he's going to get more targets because Watson's the type of guy who's going to take the top off the defense. He's going to try to keep you and stretch the field, like more like the Gabe Davis type. And I could see, you know, Watson getting, you know, maybe five, six targets a game. And I would think that Dubs being the possession receiver, the chain mover, he's probably going to be somewhere between nine and 11. So I think just based upon opportunity, but also Watson, that ceiling, like all he has to do is connect on two of those vertical routes. And that's a big day. We saw that happen a few times next year. So it'll be if, interesting if, to watch. If uh, if you have to say which receiver would I rather have in fantasy for this year, I'm taking Watson. When we've yeah. seen that, the beauty of that last year. Right. Right. Now, so Dennis, tell us about we, – we didn't even touch on this, man. Big trade. Number one overall pick. So so let's discuss – Oh. Yeah, man. We, we, we need to discuss this number one overall pick heading from uh, – the Bears to the Panthers, man. So tell us a little bit about that. Yep. So the Bears traded the number one overall pick to the Panthers for, um, what was it? This year's number nine, next year's first, a second this year, second next year. I think a second in 2025, I believe. 2025. But then the kicker was DJ Moore that kind of put the trade over the top. Um, And I've been watching – the reports and i just think it's crazy that in all the bears history they never had a wide receiver over 5000 yards and at 26 years old dj moore has already surpassed that by like 5 600 yards so uh i'm looking for him to go in there and really uh shine more than he did in carolina i mean he's a very good receiver but the question will be justin fields Right, and they're trying yes. to put some protection around Justin Fields, and we know we're going to talk about Jared about what they're doing on the defensive side of the football there. But I like what they got. I like Mooney. I like more. You know, Clay Claypool's a an excellent three, regardless of mm-hmm. of what you think about about the dude. He's an excellent three. And then you know you got Herbert as the RB one, and I've said I think it'd be in their best interest to go ahead and draft Bijan Robinson because that's only going to help Justin Fields, and you're not winning now anyway. 
So that's somebody you can help keep him protected so he doesn't have to run the ball so many damn times. And maybe you can, game. though. Maybe you can based on these yeah, signs. If Rodgers is gone, you could because yeah. maybe Maybe you can because last year the Lions were so up and down. Um, we, got, we have the Minnesota Vikings. We saw all of the games that they won by close. We, you lot, think the Bears are contenders? I think that they were more competitive than people gave them credit for coming into the season. I think that they think are better they than more their record suggests. I think they just played such an unorthodox style of football. They played to their strengths. They want to run the ball. They said, we don't have them. receivers. I'm not blaming them. So we're going to just run the ball with Khalil Herbert and Monty. <laughs> Anfield. Yeah, and and I think when you throw that game in a schedule – and you're game planning against a team like the Vikings, and you're game planning against a team like the Lions, and then you're game planning against a team like the Giants, and the you know then you go ahead and you play the Bears. I just think they caught a lot of people not prepared to stop what it is, including that they your do. Cowboys. Yeah, we, we still won, but they they caught us and we got away. You know, so I think personally, we, if Rodgers leaves, um. And with how depleted Minnesota made their defense this offseason, I'm not saying they should draft B. John. I think they should go offensive line. And if they can keep fields kind of in the pocket a little longer, they may surprise some people this season. They got the weapons. And then mm. not to mention, I didn't even mention Komet. So they, they yeah. got the targets. I, I hope I hope we get to see Justin Fields throw the ball like 20-plus times a game. Because I, I, mean, I think that I would think be very he's fully capable. I think he's fully capable of it. For, and I think, honestly, because they play to their strengths so much and they stay consistent with that through, throughout the entire season, um, this year with the weapons, a DJ Moore will help. If if you have to come into the game and you have to scheme for the Bears and you have to focus on this run-heavy approach that they take, and you know that Darnell Mooney is going to be the number one wide receiver that you got to stop week in and week out. That's a different type of like pressure than it is when you have DJ Moore now with Darnell, and then you have Chase Claypool there. Like so, to me, it's going to be more pressure. And I, I agree with Dina. I think they're going to be um, better, just like last year. Last year we thought Bears going to be the worst team in the league, and I mean I know they're picking first, but to me they were more competitive. When I watched a lot of Bears games last year. Yeah. Yep. And, and they and we're gonna again talk about the defensive side of the ball. They're making some moves. So I think they'll be competitive, but yeah. I still think they they gotta think long term with this young quarterback and this roster. You gotta build for for the future. And and my thing with Bijan is I just think he helps protect fields and give you got give the Bears an opportunity to win to win some games. Now I want to talk about one more thing with you, Dennis, before you let we let you go. We we're gonna talk about Jimmy G to the Raiders, which you know, Jacoby Myers, Darren Waller to the Giants. So those are all interesting things. And you know, I think giant tight ends all tend to play pretty well with Daniel Jones and you know, not lights out. We saw Evan Ingram leave and now he's doing very well with the Jaguars. But I was excited about Cody Bellinger last year. And now I'm gonna be excited about Darren Waller with Daniel Jones. He's finally got a legitimate weapon there. Jacoby Myers going to the Raiders with, with Waller gone. That'll be interesting. I was very high on Renfro last year. Jimmy G going to the Raiders, which I predicted like three weeks ago when we did our mock draft, and I would had the Raiders taking Anthony Richardson, and I think he's going to sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo. But what I want to talk to you about right now, are you hearing anything? Like what is going on with Austin Eckler and the L.A. Chargers? I've heard there are four teams that are really into him. Um, I've heard – 
the Lions and the Bears, both out of the NFC. Um, I've heard Buffalo and um, I can't remember the fourth, but those are those are three of the big teams that are are really into him. And of those three, I think if he goes to Buffalo, that might be kind of what puts them over the top. Man, that would be very, very interesting if he ends up there in Buffalo. And that's kind of been like there was some Saquon Barkley buzz to Buffalo last year. So, mm-hmm. so you know, it's it's been very interesting. Moon, what do you think? You think he's going to end up there? I just think that it's interesting that, D-Now, you're a Lions fan? I am. I think it's interesting that Jamal Williams and Austin Eckler combined for 35 touchdowns last year, and both of them are both looking for a job right now. Yeah. And this is where we are with the running back market. And it's like, I don't want to say it's rock bottom, but it's like, I love them to death. But it's it's hard out here. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard out here. And the Chargers, and I just say deeper than just Austin Eckler, but like the Chargers, they gave him permission to seek a trade. Um, do you now want to know your thoughts deeper, like deeper than what you said? But I talked to Nino earlier on Twitter and I was like, well, could they be drafting his replacement for the back in back to back years <laughs> and, and doing that again this year? Well, where we are, I think it's, just, it's a possibility. And because they didn't give him an extension to me, if I'm Eckler, I'm like, what else do I got to do? Like, yeah, y'all going to more, you know, passing trick offense. I've been carrying the offense. If you don't want to admit it, I know y'all in love for Herbert and I want to give him the money and everything, but outside of Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, <laughs> we got to go through all that. Palmer, everybody. What, like if you want to look at the, the who carried y'all last year, it's Eckler. He, 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 the year, the year did not start off good for Eckler, but as he got onto the rhythm of the year, it got better, especially from a fantasy perspective. So to me, when I found out about that news, I was shocked. Dino, when you found out about the news, where was your mindset at? Uh, pretty much the same place. Uh, like, how could you let go of this guy who's such, who pretty much is the core of your offense? Um, I mean, he literally does it all for him. Runs, catches, scores either way. Um, is probably the most consistent person on their offense. So, like, how could you just let a weapon like that leave yeah it's very weird the nfl is a strange strange thing then you have keenan allen restructuring like like moon said and he's trying to stick around so it's the change of the guard over there in la they're bringing in kellen Moore, and who knows who knows what he's planning to do with that offense but d now we're gonna let you go we're gonna let you go with this thought mike white to the dolphins two-year deal every dynasty super flex league you are in anybody out there you need to roster Mike White because I don't care what you think with those weapons and with Tua's history, you need to roster Mike White. I know Jared is <laughs> Yo, in the green you're, room you're rostering going bananas. Him. So, so I need, I'm, you're I'm, rostering him. If I'm, like, I'm, I'm gassing up the guests. Dynasty <laughs> redraft. Yeah. I'm not having Mike White on my roster. No, I'm talking about super flex dynasty. Like okay, if you could start two is, quarterbacks, that's session, yeah. if, if you can start two quarterbacks, <laughs> if you have Mike White on your bench, I guarantee you he's starting. I, I'll bathroom board with anybody. I guarantee you will be able to start Mike White at least four games this year. 
four games. Okay, well that's a that's a done deal. You you already won that. Like, of course that's gonna be the case because you don't him trust or the Heineke. Dolphins. Him or yeah. Heineke. Like you're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> you already know the Dolphins' history. Like yeah. we, we're not gonna do this. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that bet. Man, However, man. I do say that it is a you know good opportunity though. Yeah. So D now. Tell everybody where they can find you and where you will be at eight o'clock for the rest of the week with the free agent team. Uh, yep. I can be found on Twitter at D now underscore T two T. Um, and every night at eight o'clock for the rest of this week, I will be here on the toilets to titles, YouTube channel, uh, talking free agency with Joe and George. All right. Excellent. And trades. Cause we got, we got trades, going trades. On too, yep. like the Dallas Cowboys bringing in Stefan Gilmore. So Dennis, thank you for blessing us with your time, man. We will catch you later, my guy. All right. Appreciate it guys. All right. Take care. Coach, now, coach, coach. If we have any, like, listen, I know what? we just talked about Eckler and everything. Yeah. And we just, it's perfect segue. Cause we were talking about Eckler and now we're talking about the bears, but yeah. if there's these rumors about uh, Eckler and the bears are true, that's going to be very interesting. <laughs> it will also, be. the rumors with the Bengals. Um, but I'll talk about that a little later. We got a guy that's a that, that's the pros pro. <laughs> yes, the Joes got to get out of the way when this guy steps in the building. I'm talking about the one, the only Jared Gray, T2T CFB Nation. How you feeling today, Jared? In the words of um, coach, what's cooking? Uh, What's cooking? Um, nothing's cooking right now. I already ate dinner, so there's that. But um, I, I wrote that um, a little note because, you know, Coach was talking about Mike White, so I just wrote a – George, write that down um, on, my, on my notes for Mike White. Uh, like George, you know, to make sure he gets him in his, on his team for Tua. You know that I'm not a Tua fan, so uh, – Guy's got more head injuries than I'm not, I'm not gonna be mean. I'm just it's not a thing. Yeah. Uh, that you know it's it's funny. I just a little bit of you know talk right now. We haven't really talked about offensive side for me, but I will tell you the Buccaneers and Baker and Orlando Brown is heating up. Both. Mm. Wait, 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 Coach, do you want to just go all the way there right now? Go there, man. All right. So, but tell, can you tell us more about what you know? Because I know you're an insider. You don't want to get credit for it, but you're insider. So, obviously, like, they, you know, I brought it up a couple months ago that I thought it was mm-hmm. news to be talked about. That, you know, Baker to the Bucks was a thing. He was there for the playoff game. Mm-hmm. Had no reason to be in a box at, at the playoff at right. Tampa. Right. Except for, hey, man, we we want to talk to you. And he was a free agent as soon as the, you know, the Rams were done for the season. So that's the way Brett Bezzer rolls down for him. He's there hanging out, having a good time in a box with family. He goes down there quite frequently. We knew Orlando Brown's going to ask for money and move out. Um, So I know that they talked to Ben Powers, but Ben Powers got offered quite a bit of money at uh, Denver. It's too much to turn down for him. And, you know, Orlando, you know, they, they, you know, they need offensive linemen in Tampa. Mm-hmm. You know that they need uh, help in Tampa. Uh, they need depth at quarterback, losing Tom Brady. So, in that aspect, you've got to bring in a veteran quarterback. And I brought up a couple months ago. And now, all of a sudden, 
Everybody else is bringing it up. Like Eric Bolo, Ian Rappaport, you know, said they're interested. They really are interested. So, um, as far deep as they, you know, are in the draft selection, they have to look at a veteran quarterback now. They're in a position where you're not really worried about the division in general. I mean, mm-hmm. bring a guy that plays good in good weather and in a spread offense, and it's it's worth a thought. So, and with a guy like Baker Mayfield, who is a competitor and he's a student of the game, and he's somebody who's kind of gotten better at every level, you know, and you saw him progress at Oklahoma, and now you're seeing him progress in the NFL. You saw him win over that locker room in LA, like immediately. You know, you saw him take that team on when they were kind of falling apart. You have to think a guy like that, the best is yet to come. And I could understand why Tampa would be very interested when they're kind of Tampa doesn't really know what they are right now. Kind of moving on from a guy like Tom Brady. You know, are we going to move on from Mike Evans? Are we going to keep Mike Evans around? We still got Chris Godwin. We got Rashad White, who's an up and comer. We let go of Leonard Fournette. You know, Cameron Brate's on the way out. Uh, Levante David, possibly, I mean, he's a free agent, but maybe they bring him back. They, they lock up Jamel Dean. So, I mean, Antoine Winfield, they have Devin White. He, he's going to need a contract. So they have a lot of question marks, but there's a lot in place. So if you could bring somebody in who's not going to break the bank and find out what you really are before you have to make any of those big decisions, I don't know why you would, wouldn't do it. Yeah, I think it's going to be like a two-year, forty million. To be honest with you, um, and which is good for both of them. To be honest with you, right? I mean, Danny Dimes, uh, what was he making, or Danny Dollars? So George calls him. He's making like forty a year right now, right? Yeah, it's just more of you know he had a really good year under a great coach, and right. I mean, but that's twice really the amount. Like that's you know if you're Tampa and you're getting a starting quarterback for half the amount, like that's. Well, and that's the thing is it, it'll be it'll be all guaranteed if he, if he takes it. So I mean, I, I think that's the minimum, the two years, forty million, all guaranteed. So right. I, I think that's what you're going to be looking at because you got to bring in, and he's willing to bring in the friends. So right. Well, let's get right to this IDP. Yeah, man. So let's we go. were talking about the Chicago Bears, right? So Chicago Bears, they go out, they sign T.J. Edwards, oh. Tremaine Edmonds. What does that mean for those two? Who who's the linebacker that you want to roster? And then what does that also mean for Jack Sanborn? Uh, well, what it means for Jack Sanborn is he's back on the bench. He's back into the, hey, you're a rookie. You had a really good time. You got injured, you know, and we're going to give you a little more time to heal because when you played, you're the number one PFF graded linebacker for five weeks. And, but you got injured, not what a small injury. We're going to have surgery. So let's bring in some veterans. Let's see what you're about. I don't think Tremaine Edmonds could actually hold Sanborn off long-term. Um, even though they paid it like, you know, paid him that way. Uh, but TJ Edwards came and TJ Edwards is a dude. Um, no matter where he's played, he's looked good. He's been very above average. But the thing is, for Phil Dolphin to keep people, they got to pay people and they weren't keeping anybody. I and mean, they're letting, they're letting everybody walk. Right. Which is crazy, you know, to be in a Super Bowl and then, you know, but that happens a lot of times. You don't see a lot of teams like, oh, I'm a Super Bowl, now I'm going to get paid. You know, I would, ra- I would rather win a Super Bowl, knowing that right. I'm still going to make $10 million. But that, it, it sucks for Sanborn. I'll be honest with you, it almost hurts Brisker because he only had one linebacker in front of him that hurt. 
hurt him, and that was Roquan. Roquan left. He ate. Then he got injured. Um, I love Jaquan Brisker. You know, you and me have been really high on him, Coach. Um, but you put two really solid tacklers in front of him. He, he's going to have to do it somewhere, some other way. Um, because the linebacking scheme is ways. perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's perfect for um, linebackers in Chicago. It's not perfect for safeties, especially when you got – you know, guys like Kareem Jackson who were eating in front of him. Uh, I think it, I think it hurts Brisker in general. Well, we're talking about safeties. Let's stay on the subject of safeties. We got Von Bell goes from Cincinnati over to Carolina, and he's going to be pairing up with a phenomenal safety in Jeremy Chin. So what does the safety landscape look like for those two? Who's the safety to own in that secondary? So I would tell you normally it would be Jeremy Chin. His age, his size is, you know, he tested out of the charts like – Problem is he's been a little bit injured. You know, uh, the biggest problem is every single person next to Jeremy Chin eats. Mm-hmm. And Von Bell eats anyway. Von Bell has ate with the Saints. He ate with, you know, the Bengals. He, he pushed Jesse Bates out of fantasy relevancy completely. And when you're talking about that as much as you love Jeremy Chin, and I do love Jeremy Chin long term. But if you're talking about next year, it's Von Bell. And you can't mistake what he's done everywhere he goes. He's a ball hawk. He's he's good for four interceptions a season. He's good. You know, his PFF grade for tackling is great. He gets solo tackles. He don't get assists. And from a fancy aspect, IDP-wise, Von Bell's a dude. And you're going to get him cheap. Like, the, the amount of cost it would cost you to get – you know, Jeremy Chin to Von Bell, we're talking 10 rounds. And, you know, when I when I get a Von Bell possibly on the waiver wire with some people because they're like, oh, it's Jeremy Chin. When I look at it, it's like, well, it's Von Bell who eats. So, right. I, in my opinion, cost for what you're going to get, you know, you go after a big linebacker and go after a big defensive lineman. You know, Von Bell's the guy that I would own on a personal level just for – you know that he's going to ball hawk and he's going to score points. And that's why I like him. Well, you talked about his old teammate. That's Jesse Bates. So Jesse Bates goes out to the Falcons. How do you think he's going to do in Atlanta? And then who do you think is the Cincinnati Bengals safety to own going forward? I like Daxton Hill, but I know. Oh yeah. Daxton Hill is a dude. Yeah. Um, Love him. You know, you, we need to be bumping on the train. Uh, I hate, I hated that he left Oklahoma to be, to go to Michigan, (laughs) you know, in college because he's from here, uh, but he's he's the player to 100% to own right now in in Cincinnati. I do think they draft a, a safety to see what exactly what he does. Center fielder? I think a guy like Battle, Battle from Alabama, you could put him deep, you know. That, that would be huge, well. actually. I mean, they're, they're looking like a lot of moving pieces right now, so I could see that. They could easily give up their first. Um, to do some some big stuff in the draft because they're moving guys. Um, but I, I do like Battle um, if he were to go there. I, I'll take anybody that actually goes to Cincinnati because if you look at the pass and the scheme, both safeties eat at Cincinnati. Williams and Bates ate for two mm-hmm. years, in a, you know, three years in a row. Then Bates and Bell ate. And then, you know, Bates knew he was getting a contract, so they kind of, you know, psyched him out. And but I, as much as I love the young kid over in Atlanta, 
Jesse Bates is there to make money, and he'd about to get paid. Uh, if I'm a Jesse Bates owner, I'm thinking yeah, I'm getting to, I'm getting KZ, you know, early KZ. Remember when KZ first came in to replace everybody, and we were like, oh man, this was a steal. Turnovers, turnovers. Yeah, I think that's what you're going to get out of Jesse Bates again. I think you're going to have a resurgence back from two, two, three years ago. That's exactly what you're going to get out of Jesse Bates. He's going to be a massive crab. So and that's Moon's team. So, Moon, you fired up about that signing or what? Listen, man, my Falcons have been like handling business in this uh, free agency and doing everything that they need to. Taylor Haneke, two year deal, 20 million today. They re signed Keith Smith, homegrown, where we are. We brought back Janu. Keith Smith is a Cowboys legend, by the way. Cowboy, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys legend, Keith Smith. We let you guys have him. You needed him out there in Atlanta. Rashawn Evans. You know, I don't know what they're going to end up doing with him, but I think he's I think he's gone. But I think that we resigned Carter on two year deal on Lorenzo Carter. Man, hey, Jared, I've been impressed with us. We got JC Bates, like I said, like you said, on a four year, 64 million deal, 23 million in this year. So they basically front loaded the contract so they'd be able to, you know, allow it to be manageable later on. But then they got Kaden Ellis and they signed David Ayamata. That was my favorite signing on the draft. Yeah, I, I love Onyemata. Um, re- really solid. I like Ellis so. and Onyemata, but um, the thing is about Ellis, he's played for so many years. And he's played for like five years, got a total of 100 tackles in five years, um, 45 solo. I don't love the Ellis. I feel like it was kind of like – remember when Henderson like really balled out for one year? Um, Ellis kind of had that this year where he had his whopping, you know, four or five sacks. I like the Onyemata aspect better. I I really hope they go get a veteran linebacker. As much as I love their young kid Anderson, I would love them to. As much as my man, you know, coach wants to see Bobby Wagner and with a star in his man. helmet. Hey, I think with LV. Yeah, LV just resigned. Um, yeah. so you know, two year deal. Troy, I would year. love to see Bobby Wagner as a Falcon. So you he think? Would, Eat. It could be Bobby Wagner, but also and our scheme with- is changing with our new uh, defensive coordinator. Um, so I think that's why um, David Nyamata is big for us. That's why I do think I, I see more of it from a positive lens with Ellis. But with Bates, <laughs> hey, you have what you want. <laughs> I mean, right. you're not a leader of the defense like Grady Jarrett or whatever, but when you can play a pair of Grady Jarrett with the Nyamata, now we start. Now we start being able to cook. I think with Evans, when so we we saw Okariki goes to the Giants. Leighton Vanderesh stays home in Dallas. You know, Wagner's still available. Levante David's still available. David Long goes to the Dolphins. So that opens. Does that open a hole up in Tennessee? Is there a possibility Rashawn Evans heads back to Tennessee? Because some of these teams that had vacant holes at linebacker are starting to get filled up. And it's making me think there's a chance he goes back to Atlanta. I mean, with the year that he had, they would have to pay him and yes. the thing yeah. is is if i'm anybody's gonna have to pay him to a point and, i mean he led the league in tackles this year even though like he had 70 you know assists or going like from that. foyer so, to like to rashawn evans leading, we like him up that's value from last year like pick them up and we, we literally just plugged holes plug here just plug here mm-hmm. you sign all these guys to like one-year deals and things of that nature and then just made it work and now he's about to come up on a payday because of what he came out to play. So if I'm a free agent, why wouldn't I want to come to Atlanta? Well, Jared, where, where do you think Rashawn Evans fits best, Jared? Um, honestly, 
we're seeing all these big moves and people moving different places. Um, I would, I would love to see him go to the Rams. I would like to see him, you know, you've got injuries with Seattle. Um, I think that he would fill a really good void where Jordan Brooks is hurt. What about the uh, Eagles? Losing Kaiser White. Losing I almost said the Eagles, but the problem is if they're not willing to pay studs, they're going. Right. They're not going to pay a guy who's you know coming in six years. But let me give you a place that if I am a fantasy football owner and I have him on my roster right now, I am praying he goes to the Texans. <laughs> praying because linebackers eat in my man D'Amico's defense. They've got nobody there. I don't care if Kirksey's there or not. He's old. He's busted. Rashawn Evans would eat with the Texans. And, I mean, Petrie owners wouldn't like it, but Rashawn mm. Evans would get paid. He would be the focus as the middle linebacker. And who doesn't want to play for D'Amico Ryans? And D'Amico so, played at Alabama, right? Yeah. D'Amico Ryan's played at Alabama. Rashawn Evans played at Alabama. Like it makes sense, you know. Go play I, for everything yeah. about that whole Houston situation. Makes I like sense that, Jared. Now. Yeah, <laughs> it does. I would, I would love it if I was an Evans fan. Like if I, if I, if I was an owner. So mm. now, so. I, I, I brought up Okariki. I brought, brought up David Long. So Long to the Dolphins, Okariki to the Giants. If you're in a fantasy draft right now, IDP, which linebacker would you rather have on your roster? So. Okariki is really solid in his tackle games. Very good. Um, I think that the Dolphins offense is one way or the other. It's boom or bust. So you're going to see a lot of playing time with Long. His tackle game is very good out of West Virginia. Really liked him. Um, but Okariki is going to be on the field no matter what. So he's going to be 100%. I think Long could be rotated. You know, that's just what they do in Miami for some reason. I don't know why, but, you know, like, you know, Roquan McMillan was, you know, should have been a dude there, and he just got rotated a lot. So just based on rotation-wise and how they play guys there, the front four is so good. And Wilkins, um, Chubb, Phillips, the linebackers aren't getting a lot of love because they're so good in front of him which usually would think would be better, but they don't miss tackles. So I would go with Okariki. I think he's, it's a good landing spot. I think he's going to have, you know, the same, like Martinez numbers. I think he could be a, a top 10 tackler in the league next year. And then who's the Colts linebacker to own? You think Shaq Leonard? It's Zaire think- Franklin. Zaire? Um, yeah, so the reason being is his tackle rate in PFF was like top four in the league last year. And if you, you know, miss tackle rate is a big deal. He doesn't have them. He had, you know, they, they saw that. They looked at PFF grade. You know, they, they had the discussion even before. They knew they had to pay Bobby O'Greeky because he's been a he's been a dude. He stayed there a long time. You know, he hasn't missed practices, so he's kind of like in their Iron Man. They already paid Shaq Leonard, and otherwise, I think they would have, you know, moved on from him, traded him, and but he would have had to pass the physical, and I don't know, you know, if they can do that yet. So that's the reason why he stayed. And even though Franklin is just one year wonder, he's going to be a two year wonder. So. Yeah. Two years. So, so let's stick with the Dolphins. Let's go back to the Dolphins. Rather. We know Jalen Ramsey gets moved over there. I love that for Javon Holland. I think Javon Holland is a dude. I think he finished like 
just below a top 15 safety in IDP leagues last year. I think he moves up into the top 12, maybe even to the top 10, because a guy like that, he's a ball hawk. He's a ball hawk, twitched up athlete, and now he's going to be able. They're going to be. They're going to give him less responsibility because you're going to have Jalen Ramsey, you're going to have Xavier Howard, you're going to have less responsibility and more time to free roam. And I think a guy like that, you're just going to let a ball hawk free roam. I think you're just going to see all the numbers go up. What are, what are your thoughts with that? I uh, love Holland. I think he's one of the best uh, safeties to own in fantasy football because of the front four. Um, they're they're just studs, and pressure means you know, possible interceptions. And when you have that, like, I mean, I'm, I'm probably the biggest Wilkins fan IDP wise. I will not trade him unless you give me an absolute bag for him. Um, he finished DT one in that aspect. Holland, when, I mean, you, when you're playing quarterbacks that throw the ball a lot, like they do, like you're seeing, you know, Josh Allen, he ate against Josh Allen, you know, when it was in Miami and obviously in the winter, the, winter game he didn't play very well um but because they didn't throw the ball very much uh but yeah he's he's a guy that i would grab i don't know if he's the top 10 safety for me uh, i've got guys in front of him especially because i i think the the offense can maintain and so i do have him foot pulling back a little bit i do have him as a top 20 safety for sure though not even blink right now so are there any moves? I know Donovan Wilson goes back to Dallas. It's he, he led the team in tackles last year, 101 tackles, five sacks. So I think he's coming back. He's going to be a dude again. They got a three-headed monster in the secondary with J. Ron Kurtz. And then you got Malik Hooker, who's Roman free. So I think they have their roles. And of those three safeties, we know that Donovan Wilson's the hammer. You know, J. Ron Kurtz is kind of the tight end eliminator. Malik Hooker's the center fielder. So I think that, that that's the guy that you're going to own if you're going to own a safety I know Leighton Vander Esch comes back. It kind of takes away a little bit of you, what well, – go ahead. I'm you sorry. might not like this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, he's my sell-high candidate. Um, because to get, to get a safety that has five sacks – Yeah. Right? And, and, and led the team, you know, in tackles like that. LV wasn't 100%. I think that he's a lot near 100%. I think they, you know, they're – had this conversation how much they rotate linebackers and they really want to focus on getting them to stay there and move your boy Parsons to, to rush more instead of bouncing it back and forth in a linebacker and, you know, really focus on less rotation and more, you know, defensive scheme. I think Wilson is going to be a guy that falls off from what he did last year. I still love him as a right. player, but I don't think, I think he's going to be more of the, the leader than the, the example. And so in that aspect, as an IDP guy, I'm like, you know, he just signed, you know, a big deal. He's he's here for a long time. And then the smarter guy in me is like, well, this dude's 30. You know, he's, you know, he's pushing 30 right now. He's he's the team leader. He's going, he's the veteran presence. He's had a big tap here. I would sell so high on Donovan Wilson as an IDP guy, like knowing you can get a younger guy like Petrie, um, which you know, or you're not going to get a Petri cheap. Antoine Winfield Jr., who was injured, you could get him and probably two other guys knowing that he was injured last year and who I think is going to absolutely eat with Brady not on the field, by the way. Right. And I, I think that's just something that people need to look at. You know, when you see one a big piece move on offense, the defense eats more. Yeah. And that's that's a guy that I think that, you know, Wilson's going to be more of a leader instead of an example. 
I like that. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard. I mean, how, how are you going to duplicate five sacks as a safety? How are you going to duplicate 101 tackles? But it, as a, as a football fan, as long as he stays healthy, it's kind of Dan Quinn uses these guys like chess pieces. And, and you had mentioned Leighton Vanderesh, like he really came on strong. He had more tackles last year than he had two years prior, which was the first year coming back to injury, played in about the same amount of games. And then you got to see in the playoffs, he had 20 tackles over the two games in the playoffs. And I do want to see Damone Clark get in there, but I want to see, you know, the bridge be built. And I think Leighton Vanderesh is the bridge to eventually Damone Clark taking over. And I'm, I'm glad he's back. Moon, I want to touch on, before we wrap this thing up, I know we got head-to-head, Jared. We got head-to-head coming up this evening, correct? Tell yes, we do, right after this. So what, what, what are you talking about on head-to-head this evening? Uh, so obviously, we've really been in XFL lately. Uh, we've got, you know, some different talks on, um, you know, what the XFL has done. Obviously, they've had 40,000 fo- uh, viewers just at the uh, the St. Louis game the other day. Um, just how it's growing and different players, you know, the it's starting to grow a little bit, which is great for them. Just we, we highlight the big defensive players. We're going to highlight some uh, combine players and some free agent moves, just like we're doing here tonight. Excellent. Excellent. Well, before we cut this thing, we let you go to head to head. I want to pass to you, Moon. We got some players who are still out there. Is there anything you're looking or expecting to happen? I know Dalton Schultz, he's still up there. I'm kind of thinking he might go to L.A. Denver Broncos. Yeah, I think he's a charger. Like, honestly, I don't know how he doesn't be a charger, to be honest with you. Especially with Parham. Just, he, he's out the door. But we got all the Broncos wide receivers are available. The <laughs> except are available. Tim Patrick. Yeah, except Tim Patrick, Derek Henry. So I want you to call your shot before we wrap this up. What do you think is the next big uh, shoot to drop? No pressure. That's pressure. And last time you put me in this situation, I fought it. I'm not going to give a pick, but I will say that players that I'm excited about to know what their situations are is Orlando Brown, uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Uh, I want to know what happens with Levante David because um, and, and, and Bobby, Bobby Wagner. The player situation is interesting because I feel like he could be similar to what McCordy was in New England and just, you know, kind of aging with that secondary and everything, even though he refuses to age. He just keeps calling all the shots and stuff. So I'm interested in those IDP players. But my favorite player that I want to talk about, well, yeah, favorite player, Byron Murphy. Like last year, last year, Coach, he really showcased and proved to me that he can play on the outside, and we already knew he could play on the slot. So you add that into the mix when teams are kind of looking for those corners to fill because receivers are only getting better and better. And then, then whether it's through the draft or free agency, I want to know who attacks uh, Byron Murphy, um, cornerback that was playing with the Arizona Cardinals. I like it. I like I'll give it. you two players to look at right now. Go ahead. I think Derwin James falls off because Eric Kendricks eats, mm. right? And then my number one grab that nobody's really talking about is N'Kobe Dean because nobody is at left in Philly. Yeah, and space. he wasn't healthy, you know, coming in, learning the ropes, played a lot during the you know playoff game. So when you're seeing that, knowing that he's going to be a piece and they let the other guys go, N'Kobe Dean's ought to be a, like a grab right now i like it i like it hey are we gonna be doing any idp rookie mocks or we got any we got any drafts coming up yeah so we got an uh idp rookie rookie mock coming up real quick uh next tuesday we're doing uh, a big show we're gonna bring on a bunch of guests uh 15 minute segments talking about different things 
Uh, it's going to be head to head, locked and loaded. Uh, you're not going to want to miss next week's episode. It's going to be absolutely a banger. So excellent. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go ahead and check that out. That's coming on right after us. And like Dean now said earlier, Every night this week, at least till Sunday, we might progress it after Sunday if things are just going bananas. But we got the free agent recap every night, 8 p.m. Moon at FF underscore Moon Vibes on the Twitter. I'm at Coach Sheps. Again, check out the titles. Check out the CFB Nation. DM me on the Twitter if you want to get in the Gilded Chat and do some mocks with us in there or just see our instant analysis of all the free agent moves. Again, I will get you in there. Reach out to me. We will catch you all later on. Take care.